Welcome to How to Pretend to Like Sports. I'm Monica Woodhams, former D1 cheerleader, well, just my first year in college, who is still game day obsessed. Even when friends joked I was just pretending to like sports, I mean, I guess the guy I liked at the time happened to be going to the game too. I've always loved the community and excitement that comes with going to games. And let's be real, I love picking out a game day outfit. Join me each week as I share current events, conversation starters, and Obvi discuss the latest outfits that the F1 girlfriends are wearing. I'm giving you everything you need to know, no binge watching required. All right, welcome back to How to Pretend to Like Sports. I'm Monica Woodhams, and this is the week of November 7th. Exciting. We are well under way into the holidays, and I have the ambitious goal of finishing my Christmas shopping in the next two weeks. We'll see. Literally, I've never done this before. I don't even know why I gave myself this goal, but it sounds nice. It sounds nice to just get it over with and not have to think about it. And also take advantage of all the sales going on because I can't even imagine what's happening with Black Friday because all the Black Friday sales are already happening. So either things are just going to go insanely discounted or it's just going to be like how it's been the last two weeks where you got J. Crew every other day. It's like 40% off. Um, and like even at like Saks, I saw like they keep doing 25% off. So curious what they have in store. Considering I'm in the industry and I get these emails like every day on all these promotions, I should know this. But out of all the emails that I actually have to read, those are not them. So I'll probably be surprised just like with the rest of y'all. But let's get into what we're covering today. College football rankings and college basketball rankings. Upcoming games that matter this week. Random things that make a game more entertaining. This is a new one. I haven't touched on this before. And then the Washington Commanders might get bought by Jay-Z or Jeff Bezos or both. I always like to start these episodes off with just like random life things, thoughts, and a really big thing that's been coming up for me lately. And I think it has for a lot of other people too, because everyone I seem to talk to over the last week, two weeks, has felt really overwhelmed, which is kind of scary considering we're not actually in the holidays yet when everyone really does start getting overwhelmed. Last week, I had truly the most insane week. I was an actual ball of overwhelm. Like I couldn't I couldn't get past it. It was just the overwhelm was just following me everywhere even when it didn't need to be, even when it was a more low-key day where I really didn't have like absolutely have to do a ton of things and should be manageable. I was still feeling the overwhelm from the previous days and then the days after. And it was just a lot. There were so many tears. I I got the opportunity to do a episode for Pinterest TV. And I cannot tell you the tears that came out of prepping for that. Just because I was in this overwhelmed state and I just didn't know how to get myself out of it. Um, I think that's always the hardest part is that like once you're deep down that thought process, that mindset... The hardest part isn't necessarily 
relieving yourself of the things that are overwhelming. It's relieving yourself of the mindset that everything is overwhelming. It's truly the hardest part. At least it is for me. I don't know if y'all can relate. I've been doing some thinking and talking with my therapist, of course, about why I've been feeling so overwhelmed. And I realized I've been feeling like this for a really long time, but it just really showcased itself last week in full form, whereas before it was like kind of moments. And it comes down to when I feel the least overwhelmed is when I'm doing the things that make me feel excited, that are creative projects that I'm working on. I thrive in that state of just like flow where you're doing what feels natural to you, you enjoy it, and then things just fall into place. And that is such a, the word coming to mind is magical, but it is kind of this amazing place to be in. I think I really felt this when I lived in DC and I was working for myself and I talk so much about how much I enjoyed living in DC and what it really comes down to is how much I just enjoyed like where I was at in life and the things that I was doing. When I moved back to Dallas, which was an exciting choice that I made, I knew it was time. I kind of deprioritized the things that made me feel excited and like those big goals and those big dreams. So I kind of just put that aside. And I've talked about this before where the podcast has been one of those things that has been hard for me to bring back because I care about it a lot. I care about the concept, the mission behind it, and I don't want to mess it up. And I just have that fear of failure and wanting perfection and it's just paralyzed me. And it's paralyzed me to the point of overwhelm because then I'm not doing the things that I know I really should be doing and then there's guilt that comes with that and all the things. And I was talking to a friend last night actually and she was feeling similar. She has her own business and it took a back burner during COVID so she's just now getting back into it. Again, it's like it's such an amazing feeling when you are in that state of flow and you're doing and creating things that like come from you and it feels so fulfilling And it's hard sometimes to communicate that with friends because not everyone pursues creating a career out of their passion, right? So a lot of times it's hard to relate to that when trying to figure out how to say this in a way that makes sense. But basically what she and I were talking about was we have experienced what that flow and fulfillment in life feels like, what that looks like, and we know how big this world is and how much possibility there is, right? But with knowing all that possibility, you can. there's so much that we can do if we make the effort to do it, right? So with that, as exciting as that is, it's also kind of a curse because you do know that and you're like, it's impossible to be complacent. So when you're just doing like the day-to-day nine-to-five thing over and over and over again, it starts to feel really constraining and confusing because you know you're doing, you're not doing anything wrong, right? But you just feel like you could be doing more. 
And that is just such a hard place to be in. And so I was talking even today with my therapist about it because I can I can really pinpoint when things shifted and I started to get paralyzed by not not taking action because of all this fear of failure and all these things. And all you can do is rip off the band-aid at the end of the day. I know exactly what I have to do. I've done it before. And she was like, you've had a podcast before and it was successful and you've done all these things. You're, you have literally already done it. The risk is so low and it is just so hard to get out of your own way. I'm still in the process of doing that. I've obviously ripped off the band-aid by starting the podcast again, now adding video to it. There's forward momentum and I'm so grateful that I'm being mentored by girls from Almost 30 podcast. Krista and Lindsay, they have been mentoring me over the last few weeks, maybe six weeks. And that has been tremendous too. I can't really give advice other than just ripping off the band-aid if you're feeling stuck and you don't want to mess something up. But I also just want to share that because if you're feeling like that too, I don't want you to feel isolated and by yourself because I am right there with you and we will figure it out. I do think at the end of the day, the first step is knowing that you're not alone in that and you're not isolated in that. So from there, let's collect ourselves. Now we can move on to sports. First things first, college football rankings. So like I mentioned, I think I mentioned it, this is the tail end of college football. It's week 11, which is nuts. I feel like it just started and now I'm really annoyed that I haven't gone to any TCU games because now there are none, no home games left. The rankings now really show who's going to be in those good bowl games, who's going to be in the college football playoffs. So they tell a lot at this point. Number five, we have Tennessee. Number four, TCU, go Frogs. Three, Michigan. Fun fact, that is where my grandparents met. My grandma was in grad school and my grandpa was studying to be a geologist. Shout out to Michigan for helping me be here. <laughs> um, and then two, Ohio State. And number one is Georgia. So four college basketball rankings. This is the very beginning. You could argue that these don't mean anything but they wouldn't release these if they didn't mean anything. I think what it shows is where, where the strength of the team is projected to be at, whether that's based off of new recruits or how many players are coming back. Because in bas basketball is a little bit different than football, right, when it comes to players staying because the NBA doesn't require you to play all four years in basketball. I think college might require three maybe four. I can't remember, but you can't really do the one and done thing in football like you can in basketball. So it's more common for those really good standout players after their first year to peace out to the NBA. I have thoughts on that. That'll be a separate episode. That being said, here are the top five right now for college basketball. Five, Kansas, team I grew up watching, having grown up in Kansas City. They won last year, the Final Four, so it'll be interesting to see what they do this year. Number four is Kentucky, which Kentucky's been in the news with that girl who assaulted. I don't know if she was an RA or she just was a student who worked in the dorm she was at. I think she's withdrawn from the university but I think it's nuts that she didn't get kicked out prior to her saying, maybe that was the agreement they made. Maybe they were like, can you please withdraw? I don't know. All I know is they have some stuff that they need to be working out other than college basketball. So number three is Houston. Two, Gonzaga. 
Shout out to the West Coast Conference. Um, that was the conference that Loyola Marymount was in where I started college and where I chaired at. And then number one is North Carolina. Now, upcoming games. And I say games. I should say sporting events because F1's not really a game, right? Should I say events? Y'all tell me what you think. F1 is in Brazil this week. And random fun fact, Lewis Hamilton got honorary Brazilian citizenship. I have no idea why. I just read the headline on this. <laughs> really doing the most with this podcast. I'm, I literally just saw this headline. I was like, I got to mention that because that's kind of interesting. I have no context whatsoever, but there's your fun fact and you can look into that if you want. For games, obviously for me personally, the TCU Texas game is going to be a good game that I'm kind of nervous about because one, TCU has been undefeated, which means they've been playing their all. They're winning against ranked teams and I'm just kind of scared that they're tired or just, just a little worn out. They haven't really had any games where they could kind of take it easy, so to speak. They're, they've all been close games where it's really come down to the wire. That'll be interesting, especially because it is at Texas. So it's a home game for Texas. TCU does have a good winning streak against Texas, which is nice. I won $500 once off my ex-boyfriend because that summer we were floating the river. Of course, drunkenly, my favorite thing to do is tell people that I believe in TCU football. <laughs> and so we landed on a $500 bet that TCU would beat Texas that year. This is, mind you, this is not the team that is playing TCU right now. This TCU was struggling at this point. We did end up going to the game and TCU did win. It was not very fun to enjoy that because I was with a bunch of UT fans who were down in the dumps because they once again lost to TCU. We'll see. I was, and also Texas is ranked. They're in like the 20s. They're, they're a good team. And I don't think it will be easy for TCU to win by any means. And I was looking at the schedule for the other games. And while I'm biased about the TCU-Texas game, because I want to watch that, I didn't really see anything that stood out to me. That really was the one. Like the other ranked teams, they're playing, they're pretty much all playing teams that they will surely win. I feel like out of the top five, this TCU-Texas game will be the most interesting one or most competitive one in terms of I really couldn't say. I hope TCU wins. I think that they are a top five team, especially compared to Texas. Texas football is not back, but we'll see. You never know. College football. Okay, so then basketball is the same. Man, slow week in sports. So I didn't see anything interesting. It is still that point. Until the new year, most of these games are going to be random, not conference games. So it'll be like a big school playing against a tiny school. So not much there. Michigan State versus Gonzaga could be maybe interesting. I don't know anything about Michigan State right now, but when I've seen them play in the past, they've been good. Maybe that's a standout game. We're on this journey together. Okay. I'm not trying to be an expert at this. We are just, we are just having converse, the conversation about sports in whichever way we can. Um, but one thing I do like about looking at the schedule for college basketball is I finally get to see Loyola Marymount in the in the schedule. They don't have a football team, so now's their time to shine. And like I mentioned, F1 in Brazil. I think that's the most exciting thing that I'm 
looking forward to other than the TCU Texas game last Sunday where there wasn't a race and I've gotten such a habit that like that's how my Sunday mornings start and it's just like a nice slow way to start your Sunday. I for some reason thought there was a race and so I like got my coffee, I sat on the couch and then I just got so sad that it wasn't on. I was like now what am I supposed to do? Apparently relax. That's what other people do on Sunday mornings is relax, baby steps. Two things that make watching football more interesting. So this kind of reminds me of a podcast episode I did years ago with Chelsea Scott. And we were talking about how to get more engaged with a game that you're watching when you have no idea what's going on. You really don't care about either team. And one of the things that we landed on was, and this was her idea, was cooking something for the game. So you're kind of getting excited because you're doing this activity that's leading up to the game. And it's something that you know, you know how to cook this thing and you get excited because you get to share it. It's like finding those little pieces of the experience as a whole and enjoying that rather than being so focused on like, okay, they're just throwing the ball. They went that way this time. Last time they went this way. Are they allowed to do that? Are they not allowed? No idea. So it's just finding those little pieces that you do connect with and that's kind of like the baby steps into engaging more and more with watching the game. So there's two things that I was thinking this week that get me more engaged sometimes, I guess I should say, and even kind of help me learn who people are. And one of those is when they mic up the players, they're just having conversations on the side, just like anyone else would, making jokes, talking about what they had for breakfast, whatever it is. But it just, and I mean, this is probably why they mic them up because one, a lot of times they say ridiculous things and it's really funny or entertaining. And two, probably makes them more relatable. That's always good for TV, right? There's two people that I've been cracking up about and one is Joe Burrow. And I'm sure on Instagram reels, I say that I'm probably getting targeted with these Instagram reels, but you might not be. And I'm thinking that everyone is seeing them. Joe Burrow, who's the quarterback for Cincinnati, just has the funniest commentary. And whether it's talking with refs or players on the other team, like how he introduces himself to people, it's just, it's entertaining. And then Mike McDaniel, who is the coach for the Miami Dolphins, he's a quirky dude. And some of the things I'm like, huh? But it keeps it interesting. It's funny because now being in your 30s, people who have the roles of like head coaches are now like kind of your age. I think like Sean McVay is two years older than me. So it's it's funny when you see a role and you just assume it's like going to be this much older person, but now we're at the age where that we are the older person. So I don't know. Anyway, he just talks like someone, a younger coach would talk and it's entertaining. Google videos are there. So the other thing that I think is fun, and I thought of this only because my friend who does not really watch sports sent me a tweet of one of the celebrations from over the weekend where in the end zone, players gathered to form the shape of like the pins at the bowling alley and then used the football to knock them over, whatever. It was like a bowling charade. And she was like, these are so great. I hope that they don't ever stop. I think that it creates that entertainment value that anyone can enjoy. Of course, watching the game, there are going to be people who are entertained by that. But not everyone who's watching the game is going to be entertained by every single play. Like, I don't understand every play. I literally had to Google two nights ago what it meant to have an ineligible receiver because the guy 
caught the ball and they said at first that he wasn't allowed to catch the ball. And I was like, I don't get it because if it's a player on the field, shouldn't anyone be catching the ball? The answer is no. So I think it's those little things that can make sports a little more entertaining when you don't, you're not fully invested in it and you can just kind of hop in and see those things and get a kick out of it because why not? I hope I got my point across. So I appreciate y'all so much. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please do so. Um, And rate and review always helps. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can also subscribe there so you make sure that you don't miss any of those. And you do that, and then we keep sharing the podcast and more people see it, and then these videos can be edited and we can really step step up our game with that. Thank you so much again. And I will talk to you all next week.